0: Tonight we have another very special event that I'd like to just talk to you about just a bit before we invite some of our participants up here. This evening, actually, you know what, Skye, why don't you have a seat, and I'm going to call you back up in a second, okay, because this rabbi can be long-winded at times. Hopefully he won't be too long-winded tonight. It's actually a very auspicious time to mark our congregation's travel to Israel. Um, This week's Torah portion, as Rabbi Singer mentioned, is Baha'olotecha. Techa tells of the Israelites departure from Mount Sinai to embark on their journey to Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. I have to warn you in advance that the trip does not go particularly well. That as it is June and therefore it is family summer travel season, For any of you who have perhaps had high hopes for a long car vacation with your family and things went awry from the moment you got on the road, this week's Torah portion and the next two are for you. Over the next three weeks, we'll read of increasingly difficult challenges to Moses and Aaron's leadership. And I'm hoping that perhaps by reviewing these challenges and stating them publicly, we may ward off any chance of such things occurring on our own trip. First of all, what's the first thing that's going to ruin your family trip? Empty stomachs, right? You pull off the road, and immediately, I'm hungry. The Israelites tire of eating the manna, and in this week's Torah portion, they cry out for the food back home in Egypt. Now, I don't think this is going to be a problem for those of us traveling to Israel soon, as the food is pretty fantastic, especially the hotel breakfast buffet, as both Rabbi Singer and I are big fans. If you can eat cereal and omelet and blintzes and whitefish before 9 a.m., it's a good day. <laughs> but as all of this occurs this in the first moment of travel, Perhaps the best modern analogy to the Israelites crying out for quality food might be the airline meal. So please, to our Israel travelers, if you want to get on the right foot, our Torah portion is telling us, pack accordingly, lest God should make quail fall from the sky, as is the punishment in this week's Torah portion, which might make air travel difficult. I suggest a modern mana approach. This is my, tra- well, always when traveling. Order the vegetarian meal. Not only do you save the risk of eating too much quail and being consumed in a fire of God, such as in this week's Torah portion, but more importantly, it means you always get your meal first before the rest of the passengers. (laughs) You're welcome. The second revolt. What's the second thing that happens on the road? The children begin to fight with one another, right? What happens in this week's Torah portion immediately after The hunger is satiated. Moses's sister Miriam publicly castigates her brother for either, depending on how you read it, either his choice of spouse or the fact that he has forgotten his spouse altogether and not brought her along on the travels. Now seeing as how neither Rabbi Singer nor I are bringing our spouses on the trip, this one stings. I guess it's a good thing that neither of our sisters are traveling with us as well to point it out. But luckily for our fellow travelers, we will have both adult and youth counselors at, with us at all times, and you will even have the option, should you choose, of a separate kids bus to go on your own. Otherwise, personally, I think the travel to Israel is an incredibly fam- wonderful family bonding experience. And I see many families out here tonight who are looking forward to traveling to Israel together, some who have had that trip before and know what it's like to come home with that shared experience and all of the blessing it brings. Next week, we reach the third of the four revolts, the 12 scouts going into the land. Ten of them come back with negative reports that are circulated and widely believed by the people. But I believe the modern media has already provided this service of offering often disproportional, often hysterical coverage of the Middle East. Luckily, we'll be traveling with the Caleb and Joshuas of our day, those members of our congregation who are traveling with confidence, with high hopes. It's a good thing since the punishment for for believing the fearful scouts was 39 years of additional wandering in the wilderness so that the generation of skeptical Israelites would die out. And you thought being delayed and waiting on the tarmac was bad. And finally, the fourth revolt. Moses and Aaron's kinsman Korach, publicly excoriates the leadership for failing the Israelites and for taking the leadership on their own. Although the ground will swallow Korach and his followers, the effect of this public humiliation on top of the earlier week's three revolts is palpable. When the people cry out again, this time for water, Moses reveals his anger. And rather than speaking to a rock as instructed, hits it twice while yelling at the Israelites. Dad on the trip has finally lost it. Now, this is the Israel trip gone bad. For showing his anger, Moses is banned from entering into the promised land. And leadership of the trip is given over to a new tour leader, Joshua. Reading all of these four revolts together, all I can say is, yikes, this family vacation does not look good. So tonight, we're going to take it upon ourselves to embark upon our journey with blessing and gladness rather than with revolt. We have the opportunity to set our congregants on a more pleasant path as they head to Israel. So at this time, I'd like to first call up all of those in the congregation who are not traveling to Israel this summer but who have made the trip with our congregation or recently on their own family trips to come up to the Bima first to help us bless those who will be going to Israel. So if you've traveled to Israel with Emmanuel or without over the, next, over the last five years, come on up here on the Bima, please.